Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. So I have a question for you. Have you ever broken a promise? Anybody ever broken a promise? What's that? Just today, yeah. Have you ever broken a promise today? Yeah. You ever broken a, I'm not talking about a promise where you said, uh, I'll do this and I forgot and it's no big deal. I'm talking about a promise that hurts somebody. A promise that hurts someone else. Have you ever broken a promise that caused other someone else pain? I'm sure we have, right? I can't help but think of marriage vows, right? We walk into marriage and we promise to have and to hold from this day forward till death do us part. And we have all those, we promise all those things. And I think of the example of, of a couple who made those promises but weren't able to keep those promises. And we know the result of that brokenness, that relationship being broken. There's a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow. And I think, if we're honest, we've broken promises that have hurt other people in our lives. And if you haven't broken any other promises with anyone else, I guarantee you've broken promises with God. Those areas where we know we need to be doing this, and we choose to do this. And it breaks God's heart. I want to uh, spend some time in Exodus. And I don't know if this is how you're supposed to do Ash Wednesdays. But I think more time spent in Scripture is better. And I want to share with you uh, a story in Exodus. You know the Exodus story, right? God's people were in slavery. Slaves to the Egyptians. And if you know the story... God delivered them out of that mess. It was a mess, right? They were treated poorly. And God said, I'm, I got a better plan for you. And God has one requirement of his people. Do you know what that requirement is? Obedience, thank you, right? Make me your number one, right? I want to be the number one thing in your life. If you want, let's go to Exodus uh, 19, 3 through 6. I'll admit this is the backup Bible. And the words are a little smaller than the old one. The other one, I left the other one at home tonight. <laughs> or a longer arm, Connie. <laughs> yeah. well, I want to read you this scripture. It says, then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole world, earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. 
These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. God makes this covenant with his people. He says, if I brought you out of this mess, and I want you to make this covenant with me. Let's go to Exodus 20. Because he lays it out, right? He lays out the covenant, which we like to call the Ten Commandments, with God's people. And we've seen these, but I, I think it's good to read them and to be reminded of them. God spoke all of these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name, misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you will labor and do all the work, all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor the son, nor daughter, nor the manservant, nor the maidservant, or your animals, nor your alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or his maidservant or his ox or his donkey or anything it belongs to your neighbor. We know those as the Ten Commandments. And I don't know about you, but as I was reading, I could, there were things in my mind that came to mind. Um, things that uh, I have offended God with. And I, I hope, uh, if the Spirit's moving, right, uh, we are reminded of those things where we have offended God. Here was, here was God's plan. Just follow these rules. Follow this and our, our promise is good. You may remember, uh, we're going to jump to Exodus 24. One through eight, where the promise is confirmed, where God's... God says, here it is. I'm laying it out in front of you. Here's what we've got to do. If you're up for it, let's go and commit yourself to this. And we know what God's people do. They do commit themselves to this promise. Exodus 24 says, And then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, and Abahu, and 70 of your elders of Israel, you are to worship at a distance. But Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near and the people may not come up with him. When Moses went and told the, other, told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded in one voice. 
Everything the Lord has said, we will do. Then Moses wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. And he set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 stones of 12 tribes of Israel and they sent young Israelite men and offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in bowls and the other half and sprinkled it on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people and they responded, we will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. How long do you think it takes before they break that promise? Yeah, not very long. Let's, uh, let's read the broken promise in Exodus 32. Verses 1 through 8. Remember that this is at the, just before the, what I'm going to read is when Moses goes up to get the Ten Commandments, the tablets, and he goes up on the mountain and he's gone. And we quickly find out that uh, it took a little bit too long for God's people. And they got antsy. It says, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. Sound familiar? Moses obviously got killed. He's lost. Something's wrong with him. Let's, we need a new plan. Sound familiar in your own life? God's not working fast enough. I need a new plan. Aaron answered them, Take off your gold earrings that your, that your wives, your sons, your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. And so all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. How quick they have forgotten their promise. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship Offerings. Afterward, they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people, whom you brought up out of Egypt, have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. It didn't take very long, did it, for God's people to break the promise that they had made. And I, I don't know about you, but I am quick to blame them for breaking promises that I break the very same way. Thank you for rescuing me, God. Now I got, I'll take it over now, right? We do that. I want to, uh, at this time, we're going to, um, do the ashes, which is actually a little bit earlier. And I want to, Waylon had a great 
uh, insight, and I want to just share this with you tonight because I appreciate it. Waylon's like, somebody's going to throw dirt on my face. So I want to talk about that just for a minute because two things. I, if you're not comfortable with the ashes, that's perfectly fine. Just so you know, the ashes are last year's palms from Palm Sunday. And the ashes remind us of this. It, we mark a mark in, in the sign of a cross, the first line being humanity, the brokenness of humanity, the cross being what seals that humanity, Jesus Christ. And so what we'll do, um, I'll invite you up. If, if you're not comfortable coming up, don't, no stress. Don't worry about it. It's not a, this is not meant to be painful. Uh, and for some, it's like, I don't know what this means. So that's what, that's what the ashes mean. The ashes just remind us that we too were born of dust and we will return to dust. We are broken human beings. And that dust reminds us of our humanity, the humanity. As you come up, um, there'll be some uh, rocks. I'll ask you to grab a rock as, or a stone as well when you come up. Maybe Brentley would come up and hold that for me if he would do that. And Connie, would you play music? I, I should have. I appreciate it. It just dawned on me that we didn't. <laughs> Thank you. So um, if you want uh, ashes imparted upon you, uh, you're more than welcome to come up. So let's go to Exodus uh, 32, 15. You're going to need your rock in a second. Exodus 32:15. it says, Moses turned and went down the mountain with two tablets of the testimony in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, there is a sound of war in the camp. Moses replied, it is not the sound of victory. It is not the sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned. And he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them into pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf they had made and burn it in the fire, and he ground it into powder, shattering it, or scattering it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. I just want you to think for a moment as you grab your rock, what it must have felt like to be an Israelite the day that those tablets were shattered in a million pieces all over the ground. They were real tablets, real stones, engraved by God's hand, it says in, in that scripture. So there would have been pieces of stone with a part of a letter or a part of a word or maybe the commandment number one or five or whatever it was. And they would have had to, I'm sure in their despair of watching Moses throw them down, tried to pick up those broken pieces and do what we would try to do, which would be what? Try to figure out how to put the broken puzzle back together, right? It wasn't that they didn't, they, they understood where this tablet came from. 
that it had come from God. And as they would pick up that piece, jagged and broken and part of a letter, they've had to have scrambled as a group trying to put all their pieces back to make this tablet of God's writing, God's words, God's engraving on in their life. And what do you think would have happened? You think they got it back together? They didn't have super glue, that's true. Probably was almost, it would have been impossible to put those pieces back together. God's promise, man's brokenness, and it was shattered dreams, shattered all over the the floor. And I don't know about you, but if I was there picking up those pieces, I'm willing to bet at that moment, as they picked up those pieces, they began to realize why it was broken. And that they had made poor decisions to not keep their promise. And I'm willing to bet that our broken promises hurt God just the same. And my goal is for this rock to signify those broken promises. Those areas in my life that I haven't made the cut, that I haven't kept my promise. God kept his promise, and I haven't kept my promise. And so when you leave tonight, I would encourage you that if, if this rock means a broken promise that you want to ask for forgiveness for, that you, that you drop it at the bo- bottom of that cross on the way out. And as we go through this season, my hope is that the pile gets bigger as we go through the season. And that we begin to lay those broken promises, that brokenness of, in our lives in, at the altar of, of Christ. Because until we recognize the brokenness we have, we are trapped in it. God's people were trapped because they couldn't keep their promise. And we know what happens to God's people in this story, do we not? They spent how many years? 40 years. Does anyone know how long it should have taken them to go? Three days, is that what it is? I think it's, it's, it's not a long walk to go from A to B. It took them, it, it almost, it, it intrigues me to wonder how God kept them on their toes, how they didn't figure out that they were where they were in for, for 40 years, right? My buddy, a friend of mine used to say, around the rock we go again. They just went in circles and circles and circles and circles. Forty years they were in the desert because they broke the promise. Forty years of their life wasted because they couldn't keep the promise they had made to God. It speaks volumes about how we do things in life to me. 
And I don't know about you, but it would be pretty hopeless if we didn't have that cross of Christ to free us from that brokenness. And that's why uh, we're going to sing a couple of songs as we prepare our hearts. I don't want to be stuck in brokenness and broken promises. This is services to remind us of that brokenness, but also to remind us that Jesus came to free us from that brokenness. So we're going to sing uh, a couple praise songs, and then we're going to uh, take uh, of the Lord's Supper and be 